What's up, world? Welcome to another Ankle Biters podcast where we talk college football from a college fantasy football perspective. I am your host, Tony, a.k.a. Farnsworth. Hey, check this out. You can hit us up on Twitter at CFF Nation. That is the Twitter handle for the Sooner Fantasy Football account, Sooner Nation Fantasy Football account. You know I'm joined by my co-host, my man, 100 Grand. Owens, what's up, man? My partner, man. What's going on with you? Listen, man. I feel all right today. Had a better week this week than I did last week. Mm-hmm. As far as fantasy perspective, man, I got wins in both of my leagues, man. So That's I'm feeling pretty good, man. Feeling pretty good. What about you, man? Man, I'm I'm feeling pretty good too, man. You know, got me another win. Squeaked it out, man. This past weekend, I shouldn't have had to squeak it out, but uh, should have went with my. First thought, you know, who to play, man. Chose the wrong, couple wrong dudes, but hey, nonetheless, man, I got the W, so it's all good. And you a squeaker, I'm a squeaker. The guys in our home league made you sweat a little bit, man. Up, up at at, at twelve in the morning watching Cole McDonald struggle <laughs> made me mad. But anyways, <laughs> Cole McDonald had a fall. Yeah, he was he was kind of struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen, we've got a great episode lined up for you. you got a lot of great things to get to. Week 10 is over on to week 11. But before we get into week 11, let's recap the action of week 10. First thing comes to mind, SMU, man, finally goes down on the road at Memphis. They've got game day there. Great crowd. But it was just too much for the Pony Express. Looks like they didn't bring enough Jerry Curl juice. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Curl juice, they left some goggles and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Antonio Gibson picked the best time to have the best outing of the season. My guy had 386 total yards of offense and three TDs. Owens, what what you think about this game? Man, I think they should have brought their Jerry Curl juice and their goggles, man, to this one. They they left them in the locker room. They got too big for them. So, uh, man, listen, it was a shootout. Uh, We we probably, we knew it was going to be a shootout. Um, you mentioned it before. Uh, we were talking about it earlier, earlier in the week. Bouchelle was going to have to try to keep up with Memphis, and which he had to. Um, he tried to, but it was it was uh, it was a good game, man. It was it was a real good game. A uh, lot of lot of fantasy. Uh, a lot of good fantasy points came out this game, man. Brady White, man, listen, you know how I felt about old White. Man, he's yeah. kind of uh, he's kind of waking up a little bit, you know. Had a really good game, three fifty and three. You know, Bouchel, man, he had a really good game, four fifty six and three. Uh, the Monte Coxie showed up. Yes, he did, man. Yes, he did. 
Seven catches, 143 yards, and two touchdowns. Yes, Pro Shade, 13 catches, 149 touchdowns. I mean, it's fantasy stats all over this game. Yeah, and, uh, you, got which, the guy, you got the guy Rasheed Rice stepping in for the injured uh, Reggie Roberson Jr. Right. And dude did his thing, man, 7 422. Fresh. Get the opportunity, yeah, to get into the end zone, but uh, – Man, that was a that was a good game, man. SMU tried to make a comeback in the fourth, but just not enough right. to uh, to 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 pull Memphis down. So Memphis gives them their first loss of the season. Both of them sitting at eight and one. Man, that was a great game. Yes. another game, man. Baylor. Baylor remains undefeated, man. After a nice third quarter surge from the Mountaineers, man, they were able to keep them keep them in check. The uh, Baylor Bears were doing it on defense, man. They only allowed 219 total yards of offense mm. to West Virginia. So, you know, I knew they've, they've, they're, you know, presenting themselves to be, uh, you know, the real deal. But they've got to shut up those, those, those offensive line walls, man. Yeah, man. That pass protection, man. You got Brewer being sacked eight times. And man, so, you know. I, I was, I was uh, actually bowling while I, I was keeping my eye on this game, man. I was watching it. And I'm like, Baylor is struggling, man, in this game. They were struggling. What is West Virginia doing to Baylor in this game? They were struggling. I'm like, wow. And, and, and you know, like you said, that offensive line, man, and woes, man, is man, that, that that's my that's probably gonna come back to bite them. Uh, I think oh you gonna man <laughs> gonna wreak havoc. Oh you gonna wreak havoc on them boys. But yeah, that was the West Virginia should have won that game. Uh but they let it get away from them. So yeah, Baylor's still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Still undefeated. I mean when Charlie Brewer was upright, he was completing most of his passes passes right. twenty for twenty six. Right, seventy six passing, you know, percentage, uh, two hundred seventy seven yards, two touchdowns. So when he was upright, man, the guy looked good, man. Uh, right. High QB rate. It's just, mm-hmm. man, uh, the, the offensive line was kind of opening up the floodgates, man, and just letting guys in. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they stayed on top of him all night long. Seemed like. Yes, Utah, Utah, another top twenty five mm-hmm. team, man. Gets a scare, man. Good little scare, man. <laughs> uh, Washington, man. Washington has pretty much been the bullies of the Pac-12 North. They definitely don't look like that this year, right? But they did give Utah all they wanted, man. They had Utah on the ropes. Utah was able to pull away in the fourth quarter. I mean, they came out and just smacked Utah in the mouth. Oh man, Washington. Oh, Okay, Washington. Mm, I see you, Washington. Man. I mean, just smack, smack Utah in the mouth, uh, and, and and Utah was able to recover. Turnovers, yes, kept them in the. Washington had that game; they had it under control. Not only was they winning it, but they had it under control. <laughs> and then right. Eason threw a pick six, and it was like there went the mm-hmm. momentum. And there with the game, all in one play, man. Because it was like, once they got that pick six, 
Man, they just shut. They just shut Washington down offensively after that. Man, and they started marching down the field, chewing Phillips, scored again. It's like, yeah, well, there it went. But uh, oh yeah, they they did because they were up. Uh, Washington was up twenty one thirteen, and right. then the pick six brought them within two. Right, uh, go for two, and they don't get it. Yeah. But then you know they score again. Right. Then they then Huntley. Scored on the rushing touchdown. Then here comes Zach Moss, right? Rushing touchdown. So they kind of pulled away, and and Washington worked their way back, mm-hmm. very, 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 very late in the fourth quarter. But it just wasn't enough, in my opinion. That was the last real stumbling block on the way to the Pac-12 title game for the Utah Utes, which becomes extremely important if you're looking at the college football playoff, right? Because of OU's loss, uh, the Pac-12 could possibly have a team saying, you know, look at us. Yeah. Uh, especially it's Oregon getting beat by uh, a very well-respected Auburn team first game of the season straight out the gate. And, and you know, you just mentioned controlling a game. Right. Oregon controlled that game. Yes. Almost the entire game. And then they gave up that late touchdown right. to Auburn at losing their game so they may have something to say if Utah can continue winning and go into their game and give Oregon a viable opponent you know in the eyes of the playoff committee you know you know right. when they're trying to cast their hat cast their lot cast their bid for the college fantasy football college football playoff not fantasy football playoff football playoff I got the fantasy playoffs on my mind because they're right around the corner man. yes sir they are uh, right around the corner. Appy State gets knocked off for the first time this year, man. <laughs> they were darlings for the uh, Cotton Bowl or the New Year's Day Six. Mm-hmm. You know, they were going to be representation for the G5s. And they get knocked off. And it was Georgia Southern that knocked them off <laughs> last year. Also, mm-hmm. and so they, 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 they do it again this year. We get knocked off by a team that only passed for 16 yards in the game. <laughs> Shy work. One for four. 16 yards. <laughs> and they still managed to thump Appy State. You know, Appy State made it closer than what it really was, scoring those 14 points <clears throat> in the fourth quarter. Right. But, you know, Georgia State, I mean, Georgia Southern pretty much had that game from the word go. It was, you know, it was 24 to 7 going into the fourth quarter. Happy State scored a couple times halfway through the fourth quarter and made it respectable. Oh, Wesley but, uh, Kennedy, the Thoid. The Thoid. Still running. Right now, he's right still there. running. That boy, 13 carries, 145, and two touchdowns. Oof. Yes, sir. He did his thing, man. He definitely did his thing. You know who's not running right now? <laughs> Evans. Evans is not running right now. <laughs> He's throwing out these subpar performances, man, with this crap, man. Dude, he was supposed to be one of the fantasy studs this year with the coaching change. Eli Drinkwitz, the offensive mind that he is, right. coming over from OC at NC State. Right. And Darrington Evans. The last couple games have just been mediocre at best. 17 carries for 76 yards. Didn't get into the end zone. 
Uh, it's not doing a lot of damage in the passing game either. Two catches for seven yards. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's getting the touches though. The return. Yeah, but you got to do something with them touches. Something with them. Giving them touches to somebody else. Yeah, you're right about that. Past couple of weeks, he has just not produced. He's not been productive. Speaking of non-productive people, <laughs> Willie Taggart, get your tail. Uh, uh, can't get it right. <laughs> you know what, Willie Taggart? Guess what? Something wrong with his head. Just can't get right, boss. Can't get right. All right, we'll see how long he lasts. <laughs> uh, he ain't lasting long at all. If he done, he out of here. He out of here. He got his bag back. Nope. And, nope. They told uh, him get out of here. We gonna we'll ship your stuff to you. You just need to leave. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we send you your stuff. You get out of here. <laughs> we don't want to touch nothing. Don't touch nothing. Just leave. <laughs> Might fall apart. <laughs> you done touched enough already. <laughs> Listen, man, he wasn't able to elude the chopping block, man. He gets backs, gets the boot, got clipped, got touched, however you want to put it. Done. Finito. Yes. They were four and five on the season, you know, after losing to their bitter rival, the U. The Hurricanes. All, but see, but all of the losses have been to quality opponents, though. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've been to they, – they they look better than they did last year. They do. You got to give them that. They do look better than they did last year. They do. But and, again, all of their opponents have been to uh, – all of their losses have been to quality opponents. I mean, I don't know how good the Boise State loss – not so much as good, but how respectable – uh, that Boise State loss looks now that they struggled with San Jose State mm -hmm. like they did this past week, giving up a you know a world of points to Josh Love and his crew. Right. I just I think this this was long overdue, man. I think I was surprised he lasted through the whole season last year. Um, they gave him a chance. <laughs> they 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 gave him a chance. I mean, they did. Um, but yeah, I, we saw it coming, man. Like I said, he should have been gone last year. I was, I'm actually surprised he lasted this long this year. But uh, yeah, he finally got the axe, man. He's out of here. Yeah, I, I wish they could have waited until the end of the year. Right, right. Rid of the guy. I understand you and him gone, but here's the thing: they are better than they were last year. Right. They're better than they were last year. You could see uh, flashes, right, of them kind of getting the. I think it's just. I think the way they got beat by Miami. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I think that would probably you know turn the fire up on that hot seat and just you got you got too hot for him, and he just. He just couldn't stay. He just couldn't stay. I think it was the way they played because Miami's defense showed up. Yeah, and then the, and then the, the freshman quarterback, or Williams, man, he tore them up. You know, we yeah, were, we we were talking. 
Yeah, we were talking about bad about Williams not too long ago. He stink and all this and that. And, man. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, man, he get up against Florida State and he look at his chops, boy. He got out there and showed his butt. So that's probably why they fired Taggart because they knew he stunk. This dude been stinking all year, and we let him come in here and show out. You get your tail out of here, Taggart. They knew he stunk. We know he stink. And he doing this. <laughs> Bro, it's time. It's time for you to go. Just leave. We'll send your stuff to you. <laughs> Just get out of here. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> that could be it. It could be Jared Williams three tagging fired. Got really fired. I remember you heard that on the anchor. Right. It was Jared Williams' fault. It's Jared Williams' fault. He- <laughs> Boy, they got Willie Taggart fired. If it wasn't for Jaron Williams, Willie Taggart would still have his job. <laughs> he decided not to stink in this game. <laughs> not going to be that dude oh, in this man. game. <laughs> oh, Let's man. talk about some individual performances, man. Who are you most impressed with? I'm going to give you a couple names, man. I want you to tell me who you were most impressed with and why. Holton Aylers versus Cincinnati or Josh Love versus Boise State. Both of them lost. You know, they did what they did in losing efforts. But, uh, you know, again, this is a a college football perspective, college football pot. Let me get that out. This is a college football podcast (laughs) from a college football perspective. Yes. And so we're we're looking at numbers, man. We're looking at numbers. Which one of these impressed you most, man? Oh, man. listen, man. It's that's a, actually, you know what? I'm I'm gonna say, Allers, man, versus Cincinnati, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because when we talk about quarterbacks that's been stinking it up. Allers has been one of the main guys. I mean, we threw him in the trash. Man, what about a Lead month? The man, man, he leading the charge. We threw him in the trash about a month ago, right? Month and a half ago, something like that. We've been in there. Lead the charge of the, of, the, of the stinky crew. Yes, I mean the guy. Uh, October twenty sixth against South Florida. I mean the guy go eighteen for twenty eight for two hundred and seventeen yards and a pick, mm-hmm. five carries mm-hmm. for negative three yards. Now, uh, fantasy-wise, in our league, that's 12 points. Now, listen, you, right. you have a quarterback in the game and give you 12 points, 12 fantasy points in our league, you, you lost. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> with that being said, you follow that 12, and you're looking at, oh, he playing Cincinnati this week. It ain't no way I'm going to put mm-hmm. all in the game against Cincinnati. It ain't no way. After what you just showed me against South Florida, it is no way possible that I'm putting you he's in. He's not game. even on the roster. Right. He's not even on the roster. He's not even on the roster. Right. He's, he's just on the waiver wire. So, 
he comes back against Cincinnati and put up in our league 65 fantasy points. You'd be like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still looking at it with my mouth stuck out. Oh, yeah, that's fluke. That's a fluke after what I've been seeing all year. Like, yeah, that's a fluke. But it's mm-hmm. to me, it's still the most impressive uh, this week because right. just how much he's been struggling, man. And Cincinnati is, has a good defense, too. So it's like, man. Yeah, man, 535 passing yards. <laughs> Four yeah. passing touchdowns. He even had a rushing touchdown. He even had a rushing touchdown. Right. He completed 61% of his passes. That's good for him because yeah. he had a couple games this year that was his passing completion percentage was just ridiculous. I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> it was 30, 38% against Old Dominion. Yeah, he followed that up with 48% against Temple. And then he got a 47% right there against Navy. So, yeah, he had some games this year, some stinkers. Yeah. Man, let me throw a couple more out to you. David Bailey versus Syracuse. Mm. And Howard versus TCU. Now, this is why. David Bailey did this as the second option. 16 carries, 172 yards, two touchdowns. As the second option. Chuba Hubbard. There's only been one player that has one player that has gone over 100 <laughs> running the ball against TCU, and it wasn't even a running back. It was a quarterback. It was Brock Purdy. So TCU had not allowed one single 100-yard rusher all season long, and Chuba Hubbard rips off 223 on, on, on 20 carries and, and, and two TDs, man. These are more impressive to you. I have to go with David Bailey versus Syracuse just for the simple fact, like you mentioned, he is the second option. And a couple weeks ago, this is not the first time he's done it. A couple weeks ago against NC State, he did it again. Mm -hmm. 16 carries for 181 and two. Um, Also as the second option. So, I mean, you can clearly see that next year, man, this guy is going to be the man, man. He's going to pretty much take over for Dylan, man. Dylan is out of here. I think he's going to the NFL or going to try to attempt to go to the NFL. <clears throat> um, I wish the guy luck, man. I don't know how, I mean, how he would transition, man. Maybe they use him as a fullback or something like that. But, I mean, he's a big boy. Um. Because um, I don't know how fast how fast do Dylan run? You know, you know Dylan's speed. No, I do not know his forty time. I, I just know. yeah, because I'm I'm looking at him, man. He's got size, toughness, run between the tackles, just just you know. But I just don't know how that's going to translate over to the NFL. But like I said, man, as far as this question goes, man, listen, David Bailey, man, the guy been a section second option. You got sixteen carries, one hundred seventy two yards, and two touchdowns. Man, that is that is impressive. That's very impressive, man. You had some wide receivers get down and do their thing this past week, also, man. You got a bunch of. I'm gonna give you a few options. You got C.J. Johnson versus Cincinnati. Holton Allers, number one guy, twelve catches, two hundred and eighty-three yards and a touchdown. Mm. You got Jawan Johnson, who's been injured on and off all season, really hadn't done a thing. 
be, you know, after he transferred from Penn State, but he steps up against USC, seven catches, 106, and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You got Diami Brown, North Carolina versus UVA, Virginia. Virginia Cavaliers has a, I mean, they've got a good defense, man, a pretty decent defense, right. a very respectable defense, a great uh, defensive back talent they have over there. And this guy hauls in six catches for 202 and three. Oof. And then you got Hunter Bryant against Utah, one of the best defensive teams in the country, six catches, 105 and two, but he's a tight end. Right. And so you have all of these receiving options just tearing it up this past week. I think every last one of these guys are on the waiver wire. Maybe not Hunter Bryant if you're running tight ends in your league. Right, but right. All of these guys on the waiver wire, man. Which one of these guys impressed you most out of these options? Man. Uh, oh, man. I. I... Man, how the Bryant Utah man Utah's defense is for real, man. They don't hardly give they don't hardly give up nothing to nobody. Um, I, I gotta go with Hunter Bryant, man. I gotta go with him, man. The six catches, one hundred five yards, and two touchdowns. It may not be the most productive out of the out of the four, but man, just to just because of who he did it against, man. Utah is for real, man. Man, that's impressive. I'm picking I'm picking receivers, and a lot of people, every time I see Utah, I'm like, no, nah, you got to sit these people against them. You got to sit this guy against Utah. You got to sit this guy against Utah. But, man, for him to do that against them, man, that's very impressive. Absolutely, man. But C.J. Johnson, man, the true freshman. Right. <laughs> you got Cincinnati. It was a good defense, and he catches 12 for 183. Oh, man. That's a hard one to go between those two, man. I'd probably pick one out of those two also, man. But my goodness, 12 catches. You know where the ball is going about, you know, that that sixth catch, about that fifth or sixth catch. (laughs) You know, know, yeah, yeah, you know where it's going. (laughs) You know where that ball is going. (laughs) And he gets a, a half a dozen more. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know where it's going. All right, yes. man, let's get into our CFF com- uh, content, college fantasy football content. We're going to start with our start, sit, and PAP, as we always do. One quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver for our start, sit, PAP. PAP is potential average performance, not necessarily a sit. Somewhat of a caution. This guy may have an average game. And if you have another option, listen, you may want to dig into the info and uh, consider that over these PAPs that we're going to throw out here. Oh, matter of fact, let's look at this, man. Let's look at, before we start the CFF segment, let's go with the most disappointing performance of the week for you. And then we'll start our CFF segment. Give me the most disappointing performance. I have to go with Cole McDonald against Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Simply because Cole has been lighting it up all year. I mean, he had that one stinker against Washington, which 
it's understandable. That's Washington at the time. And, I, you know, I kind of figured he was going to struggle in the game. But against everybody else, he's been lighting it up. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, three, four touchdowns in this game. You know, I, I, I could pretty much see at least three or four touchdowns in this game. 21 for 42, 275 passing yards, and one touchdown with a with a pick. Six carries for 17 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Like I said, I was up. I'm expecting at least 40 to 45 fantasy points, which is what he's been good for. I mean, just just all year. Um, it gives me 29. And like I said, I, I, I squeaked out the win. But um, I was expecting, like I said, anywhere from 40 to 45 fantasy points. He gave me 29 fantasy points. That's very disappointing uh, considering the, uh, who he played. And, and um, like I said, he only completed 50% of his passes. Um, so, yeah, I, I got to roll with Cole McDonald as my most disappointing uh, player fantasy-wise this, this week. Yeah, I got you, man. I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift, man. I know he had a pretty hard opponent in Florida, but this is DeAndre Swift. This is first-round pick DeAndre Swift with Georgia was touted to have one of the best offensive lines in the country, man. And he carried that ball 25 times for 86 yards. 3.4 yards per carry. He had a long of 30. So you take that away, we're looking at 24 carries for 56 yards. Very, very disappointing. Uh, didn't average, didn't av- uh, offer much in the receiving game. One catch for 24 yards. Georgia did get the win, but the performance from DeAndre Swift, which is the face of the Georgia Bulldogs right now, he was very, very average. I think he was below average in this game when you look at the talent that he is and the expectation coming into the season. Uh, he, he should at least had, you know, a better game than this. You know, 25 carries, 86 yards, no touchdowns at all. So, man, yeah, DeAndre Swift, man, I was very disappointed with DeAndre Swift. Now we can start our uh, college fantasy football segment, get into some of our fantasy content for the show. Uh, we're going to start with our start, sit, and PAP, as we always do. One quarterback, one running back, and one wide receiver. Start, sit, PAP. PAP is potential average performance, not necessarily a sit, somewhat of a caution. Uh, if you have other options with uh, better matchups. You may want to look at those, dig into that info and consider those over these PAPs. It's just saying that, hey, this guy may have an average performance in this particular game. So we're going to go with our start, sit, then PAP. Owens, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. The quarterback, man, that I'm going to start this week it's Cole McDonald. I just mentioned he uh, he struggled last week against Fresno State, uh, which is unusual. Which is unusual for him uh, this season. Man, like I say he's been lighting it up. I think he bounced back against San Jose State this week. Man, I'm looking for anywhere from forty to fifty fantasy points this week from him. So I'm putting him in my starting lineup. 
Oh, shoot. 40 to 50. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You said there was no hesitation whatsoever. Man, he's been averaging about 45, man. So, I mean, hey, listen, I'm expecting it. (laughs) 40 to 50. No hesitation, I like it. Listen, man, I'm going with Bryce Perkins against Georgia Tech. Bryce Perkins going up against Georgia Tech. The guy Mm. lit North Carolina up last week. I mean, 378 through the air, three touchdowns, no picks, 24 Mm -hmm. carries, 112 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. I mean, the guy was phenomenal in this game against North Carolina. Then he gets Georgia Tech uh, this week. They're next on the slate. Georgia Tech is nothing to look at and think, oh, man, I got to just – I got to step it up this week. Georgia Tech is is not a great defensive football team, not by any stretch. So I'm going with Bryce Perkins, man. I think he's going to give Georgia Tech all they want and some. I like it. Man, good pick. Um, the running back that I'm going to go with this week is Jerion Ely from Mississippi versus New Mexico State. Uh, listen, um, Ely is, has, to me, I think Ely has taken the reins of that backfield in, Missis- in uh, Mississippi. Um, I think, uh, oh, Scott, what's his name? Uh, Phillips, Scotty Phillips. Mm-hmm. I mean, Phillips uh, tweaked his ankle last week, this past game. And I think he's he's not going to be ready to play this week. Um, with that being said, New Mexico State, <laughs> they giving up 265 rushing yards <laughs> a game. <laughs> Mm. Ely, Jerion Ely is licking his chops. He is a dynamic freshman, and he is probably going to have his best game of the of the year uh, this this coming weekend, man. So, I'll, if you got old Ely, man, I'll plug him in, man, with confidence. I like it. Listen, I'm going with Bryant Kobach, running back for the Toledo Rockets versus Kent State, who is giving up 250 rushing yards per game. We last time Brian Kobach played college football was a couple weeks ago. He had 32 carries, 259 yards, and two touchdowns. You get a bye week, and then Kent State comes to town, or you go to Kent State or whatever, and they're giving up 250. You're thinking, <laughs> last thing I did, I'm gonna do that again. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so. Against these suckers, man. Yeah, you got Kent State going to Toledo, the Glass Bowl, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, giving up thirty points a game, right along with that two fifty. So, I think Brian Kovac is going to eat well. Yes, sir. Against Kent State. <laughs> All right, the wide receiver, man. That I'm starting this week, man. I'm starting Jerry Judy against LSU. 
Mm-hmm. This is why, man. Judy has, you know, he's he's been up and down all year. Um, they've been letting other guys get it. You know, first couple games, it was Judy, man. He come out, did his thing first couple games. Then he skipped a game. Then he did his thing again. And he skipped three more. And then the, the last game he played, he did his thing again. So it's like, we're playing LSU. This is a, This is a big-time game. We hadn't really, we hadn't really been needing to use you as much, Judy. So we've been, we've been getting letting these other guys step in, getting doing what they do. But I think Judy, man, these these quick slant passes, deep throw, deep post uh, passes, uh, out routes, all that. Judy Fister, I think he Fister just, man. I think, I think LSU better look out, man. Cause I think, I think this is the game that Alabama's gonna let. Judy run wild and 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 uh, I think he's gonna do it, man. Big game. I'm looking for a big game for Judy this week. I like it, man. I'm gonna go with Brian Edwards, man. Happy State, uh, you know, get South Carolina this week. They're coming off that heartbreaking loss to Georgia Southern. I don't think they're gonna be ready for this one. Edwards just had a good game where he woke entirely up with mm-hmm. 14 carries. 14 catches, mm-hmm. 14 catches, 139 receiving yards and a touchdown. I think he's going to have maybe not the receptions, but I think the yards will be, you know, kind of on par with this particular game against uh, Vanderbilt this week against Appy State. So, uh, you know, they're going to be focused on maybe they need to stop the run because they got ran all over last week against Georgia. So, but of course, that's a triple option team. But still, man, you got that on your mind, man. We got ran on, and no team likes to get run on like that. So I think that besides their run defense this week, not that it matters. I think uh, South Carolina has enough to present some problems to for, uh, to to Appy State on, on defense. So I think Brian Edwards is going to have a good game against Appy State this week. I like it. Sits. Who are you sitting? The quarterback. <laughs> that I'm sitting is Nate Stanley versus Wisconsin. Nate, oh Nate, man, listen. Stanley has already been thrown in the trash a month and a half ago. Stanley, Stanley is still in the trash. Um, every time he poke his head out, we slam the slam the door back <laughs> down on him. <laughs> Get back in there. Listen, he stunk it up against Purdue a couple weeks ago. Stunk it up, stunk it up against Iowa, and he's going to stink it up again against Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a way better defense than both of those teams. Um, they're stingy, and I think um, Nate shouldn't he shouldn't be on your team in the first place. But if he is, sit him down. Sit him down. <laughs> Sit him down. Stanley. Stanley. Rest in peace, Pops, by the way. <laughs> yeah, man. Also some my burrito, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Harris. Notre Dame is going to put some hot sauce on your burrito mm. this week. Mm. Notre Dame, man, they've, they've had a pretty decent defense. Uh, this season, you know, outside of giving up 45 to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think they're going to present some problems for Quentin Harris this week. Uh, Notre Dame is not that privy 
as far as giving up rushing yards. They do, but, you know, they played some run-heavy teams this year. Uh, and Virginia being one of them, which is, you know, uh, you got Bryce Perkins over there. Uh, and they're only giving up 20 points a game. And so I think I think uh, Quentin Harris is going to struggle a bit in this game. If you got Quentin Harris and you were thinking about starting him, Against Notre Dame, I would I would advise otherwise. Mm-hmm. I would advise and say find another option. I think I think he's going to struggle against Notre Dame. Right, right. Um, the running back that I'm going to sit this week is Reggie Corbin versus Michigan State. Uh, Reggie, Reggie has been way down. His production way down from what he did last year. I was shocked at what he did against Wisconsin uh, a few weeks ago, back in October 19th. He had 17 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown, which is shocking. That's the upset. Uh, they they knocked off Wisconsin that, that day. I mean, there was something in the water. Uh, I don't know. Something happened, man. It's steroids. I don't know what. That, it was on something, man. Something happened that day. It seemed like. Man, something was in the water. It seemed like everything was going, was working for Illinois. But anyways, against Purdue, 12 carries, 47 yards, and touchdown. Nah, that's not fantasy relevant. Um, 13 carries, 51 yards against Rutgers. You doing that, you know Michigan State going to tell you no. So, man, let's see. Don't even look Reggie Corbin's way when you're looking at your starting lineup if you got him. (laughs) Look, wait, look, I'm going with somebody who I'm sick of looking at. <laughs> Darrington I got him in both leagues, and he's been sitting his butt the past couple weeks, and he's going to keep sitting his butt because he ain't getting in this week against South Carolina. Dude is on a downward spiral, man, and I don't think it's going to stop hmm. here. Game coach got more than enough to slow him down to mess with that Appy State ground attack. Look, if they can, you know, pull a mediocre performance out of Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, arguably the best running back in the SEC, 20 carries for 87 yards this past week against the Gamecocks. What you think they're going to do to Darrington Evans, who's been struggling with Georgia Southern and, and South Alabama and teams mm-hmm. like that? Listen, you got Darrington Evans, this is not your week. Sit his butt and, and sit him hard, too. You sit him at the bottom <laughs> of that beach. Bottom of the screen, that's where he need to be. Crap, he's been pulling this past week. I'm sitting here <laughs> trying to give you this mic before I get started on him. <laughs> oh, man, I like it. I don't blame you, man. Listen, the the wide receiver, man, that I'm going to sit this week, my man, one of my top wide receivers, man, Isaiah Hodgins, man, against Washington. Hodgins did his thing this past weekend against Arizona. Uh, got hurt right before halftime. Left, came back. Uh, he actually had like I think he had like somewhere around eighty-seven yards on a touchdown before halftime. Before he got hurt, left the game, came back, ended up catching another touchdown pass. So he finished the game with seven catches, hundred and fifty yards, and two touchdowns against Arizona. Um, got down, but. Earlier in the year against Utah, he struggled. Against Cal, he struggled. Two good defenses. And now he's facing 
another good defense in Washington. I think Washington is going to key on him. I think, uh, you know, he could have an average performance, but I, I don't want an average performance. I'm sitting it down, so I'm, I'm looking for something else. Uh, but I would suggest you sit Isaiah Hodgins. Um, he might have the catch. In the PPR league, he might have the catches. He probably get some, catch, some catches for you and some yards, but uh, it'll just be average. It won't be nothing uh, like he did last week, but I'm sitting him. You sound like you on a PPR league now. You no, no, <laughs> no. PPR aspect. You sound like you PPR league. You sure you don't want no PPR? Hey man, that's you over there. You in one? So no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you got me there. <laughs> I'm sitting all the Minnesota wide receivers against Penn State. <laughs> Every last one of them suckers is on that beach. Listen, it doesn't matter. Both of them, all of them, all of them going to struggle. Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman, they try to bring Green in there for some, for some gadget stuff. Nope, he getting shut down too. Listen. I wouldn't start either one of these suckers in this game because you don't know which one of them is going to get off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it may be one of those situations where you, I'm going to start Bateman and it's Johnson's night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start Johnson and Bateman's night. Honestly, I don't think it's going to be any one of their nights. Mm-hmm. I think Penn State is going to give them all they want. I think this is the week that Minnesota is exposed. I think this is the week that Penn State just beats the brakes off of them. You know, they're still undefeated. Uh, but I think, you know, it's one of those undefeated schedules where you're like, nah, I'm still not buying it. Right. I'm, we've asked on this show several times, are they for real? And nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. And I think I think that that, that comes to light why no one's buying it this week. And in the process of that, in the midst of that, uh, that offensive uh, thing that they got going on over there, I think it's going to struggle mightily. Owens, you ready for some potential average performances, man? I am. Let's do it. All right. The quarterback that I'm going to select to have a potential average performance, uh, your listeners out there is probably going to look at me like I'm crazy, but listen, man, Anthony Gordon versus Cal, and here's the reason why. Gordon has been having a fantastic season, fantasy-wise and, and, and just football-wise. But looking at the defenses that he's faced, he's, he's tearing them up, which is what he's supposed to do. I thought Arizona State was going to slow him down a little bit, which, I mean, they, they didn't. Uh, he still had 466 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Colorado is wide mm-hmm. open. He didn't really... <laughs> They wide open, man. They wide open. Me and you can go score touchdowns against them. Uh, he didn't have to do much in that game, even though he still did 369 or four. Uh, Oregon has a better defense than uh, most of the most of those teams that he's faced, and he did his thing against them. I mean, four six and three. But if you look at a, a good defense that he's faced, like a Utah. He had 252, a touchdown, two picks. And so Cal 
is 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 probably going to be the second best defense that he's faced this year uh, behind Utah. And so I think Cal is going to slow him down a lot. I don't think he's going – he might not have over 300 passing yards. If he do, it's probably going to be because he's going to throw it 70 times because their defense, their Cal defense is still for real. So I'm looking for Gordon to have a, a, a average performance this week. Uh, if he lights them up, I'm going to be completely surprised, shocked, whatever you say, whatever you call it. Uh, but I'm looking for him to have a potential average performance against a good Cal defense. That's a good one. I'm looking for Jake Luton to be very average against Washington. Washington is not the uh, the Washington in years recent years past. Um, but they're still a respectable defense, namely in the secondary. And I think right. Luton's going to struggle a bit against this uh, Washington Husky secondary. So I think mm-hmm. he'll be average, man. I think I think he's he's definitely got some targets. Uh, and you you just mentioned one of his main targets a few minutes ago, Isaiah Hodgins, or his main target, Isaiah Hodgins. I think I think the Washington secondary is stout enough to slow the Oregon State passing game down uh, considerably, and so I think he's going to look like he did anywhere from between the Utah and Cal game. He'll be in between those numbers right there. That's what I think about what he'll be in those in in, in this game against Washington. The running back that I'm going to select to uh, have a potential average performance. Xavier Valade this week against Boise State. Now, Valade has been putting on a show these last couple weeks, these past couple weeks, man. Uh, against New Mexico, 33 carries for 127 yards and touchdown. And he caught a, uh, caught a pass for 25 yards. Then he turns right back around against Nevada and have 26 carries for 206 yards. Two receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown. Showing out. But he's facing a Boise State defense that gives up 124 rushing yards a game. And I think that average just went up a little bit the past couple of weeks because it was below 100 yards a game. But I just think, man, listen, he's, 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 he's hot right now. And you normally ride the hot hand, but sometimes you still got to be smart. They, they quarterback just went down. They, they throwing a new quarterback in there this week. So they're going to probably try to lean on Valadie a little bit more. And I think Boise State know that. So they're probably going to stack the box. Listen, I think Valadie, man, he might get a little bit. He might have to break one or two or whatever. But I think he's going to have an average performance this week against Boise State. Yes, sir. Listen, I'm going with uh, Keyshawn Vaughn versus Florida. Mr. Vaughn just had an average performance against South Carolina. Uh, he's getting the Florida defense that just told Swift no. Uh, Swift, DeAndre Swift had 25 carries, 86 yards, no touchdowns, had a long of 30. So you take that away. Again, we mentioned this earlier in the show. You got 24 carries for 56 yards, so that 3.4 yards per rush goes down uh considerably if you take that 30-yard long away. And so I think that um, Keyshawn Vaughn does not have the offensive line that DeAndre Swift has, and they had a time with that Florida front. I think Vandy is going to have the same issues 
in this game dealing with uh, the Florida front four, uh, probably also the front seven. Mm-hmm. So I think Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be very average in this game against Florida. I'm going to go with John Hightower against Wyoming. Wyoming, man, is uh, another one of those teams, man. They got an awesome defense. Against the run, I know they're stout. They they can give it up a little bit through the air. But if you're looking at Boise State and Hightower, the quarterback, Bachmeyer, struggled big time this past week. I'm talking about big time. So they had to they had to rely on the running game. I think if Bachmeyer struggled again like he did last week, now he struggled against a San Jose State <laughs> team. Struggling. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just stunk it up. They're facing a better Wyoming defense. So you're not going to be able to rely on the run game because Wyoming is only giving up 98 rushing yards a game. So you're not going to be able to rely on the running game. So you're going to have to throw the ball. And that means whatever funk you in, Bachmeyer, whatever whatever you – before you, whatever you did before last game, last week's game, don't do it this week. You, they they need you this week. Hightower needs you this week. But I just I think Bachmeyer's in a funk, man, and I just think that uh, Hightower is probably going to have an average performance because his quarterback mm. is going to have a below average performance this week against Wyoming. Oh, funky Bachmeyer, yeah, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk against USC. Mm-hmm. Listen, the thing about Brandon Ayuk, you want to go back a couple shows because Owens gave us a pattern. Yes, sir. He showed us the trend with Mr. Brandon Ayuk, and it's <laughs> on track right now. <laughs> Showing us. <laughs> he is on track for a letdown. I feel like the commercial where the guy is translating the language at the business table, and he's like, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> this trend is, is on track. The pattern the is let- for real. <laughs> listen, listen, the pattern is for real. The Brandon Ayuk letdown is trending right now for college fantasy football. He had a decent game this past week. Uh, he had a he stunk it up the week before that. Got down the week before that. Was average the week before that. Got down the week before that. <laughs> stunk the week before that. So he <laughs> he is on track <laughs> for a letdown. So I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be very very average in the game against USC. <laughs> so, guess what, man? We've come to the infamous "I wish" segment. Well, I'm ready. The the infamous "I wish" segment. Are you ready, man? I don't know if you're I, ready. I'm, ready. So, I'm so I'm so ready, man. This one is long past due. I, I, man. Okay, 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 okay. Let's go ahead and get to it then. Yes.
wish I wish that these coaches, offensive coordinators, assistant coaches, defensive coordinators, whatever it is, when it's time for y'all to get these jobs, these head coaching jobs, I wish y'all would pick a place that fits your scheme, that's, that's, that's already uh, tallied to your your scheme, your mentality, the way you think, your, your style of play. Because what you guys are doing is you're going into these programs, uh, like a San Diego State, who's used to running the ball. And you going in there and just messing everything up. You want to make it a spread offense. Now, from a college fantasy perspective, we're looking at these, you know, oh, yeah, I'm getting this running back because they run the ball. And then here you come on, on a wrench in my, in my plan, busting up my, my, uh, uh, busting up my stuff, man. I can't even, I can't even, I don't know what's going on. I'm plugging and running back in, and you're throwing the ball. Listen, or, 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 or vice versa. I'm used to y'all passing the ball all over the place, and y'all running the ball. Listen. Just, 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 just select a, a school. Go to a program that already fits your scheme, your style of play. Leave well enough alone. Don't go in there busting up nothing. You're messing with our fantasy. You're, you're messing with our fantasy players. We don't know what's going on. Why they're not doing what they used to do last year? So leave well enough alone. I wish you guys would just select a place that's that's already fit your style of play. Listen, I want all agents, all head coaching agents listening to this podcast to call Owens. Wait, y'all. I'll tell y'all where to go. <laughs> when you, when you. When you, when you consider to take a job, <laughs> call Owens <laughs> so he can tell you if it's a good fit or not, or you need to be taking a job or not. Yes. <laughs> We're going to pass this exam. All right, listen. <laughs> listen, I wish, I wish I and a whole lot of other people knew what the heck the Colorado coaching staff was thinking you have one of the best talents in college football and you somehow managed to negate his impact. Did you not pay attention to Kevin Sumlin? <laughs> what he did to Khalil Tate? <laughs> Listen, man, three catches for 16 yards. Three catches for 16 yards against UCLA? Do you care? Do you, I mean, do you even care? Are you trying to convince him to come back next season? It's not, I mean, is, is is that the reason why you're not using him? Is that the reason why you're not utilizing his talents? Because you want him to come back? What logical reason do you have for this puke of a game plan that was vomited out on the field Saturday? Please get together. Get together and find out what it is y'all need to do to make this dude the focal point of this offense. Because obviously, none of y'all have a clue. Listen, your season is over. Let us enjoy those skills on, you know, into the <laughs> into the playoffs. Your season is shot. 
you done. Let us have some fun. Mel Tucker and all y'all uh, Colorado coaches. All right, listen. If you don't know what to do with him, look at last year and look at what they did with him before he got hurt. Copy and paste. I wish. Mel Tucker and that coaching staff, man, knew what they was doing when it came to the utilization of my man, LaVisca Chanel and his skills, man. Again, uh, all coaches will tell your agents yes. to get in touch with Owens so he can tell y'all whether that's a good job for y'all yes. or not. He can tell y'all whether that's a good fit for y'all. Be sure to call yes. him. <laughs> yes. Let him know. Yes. <laughs> all right, man. Owens, man, we got another segment we want to introduce today yeah. to our listeners. It's called One Gotta Stay. One got to go, man. We're going to give <laughs> three scenarios, man. One got to stay. One got to go. Uh, and we're going to give three options. We're going to give three options. One got to stay. One got to go. And then between the two that stand, which one is going to be the focal point? So here we go. Do you Would you rather have a dual threat quarterback? A workhorse running back or an all-purpose wide receiver? Which one is out the door first? Ooh-wee. Which one is out the door first? Um, right. <clears throat> Ooh-wee. I'm going to go with out the door first, all-purpose wide receiver. I knew you was going to say that. Um, <laughs> now, this is, this, is, this is my style of play. I'm going to run it down your throat, guy. Uh, so first, the reason and the reason being is because in fantasy, a running back workhorse is, is going to is get pretty much guaranteed the touches. OK, but let me let me let me let me throw this in there. This all purpose running back is like a, a Rondell Moore type. Yeah, but still the running back. A workhorse running back is guaranteed. Is look at look at uh, Jonathan Taylor, a, a, a mm-hmm. workhorse running back. He's guaranteed to get the touches. He's going to mm-hmm. pretty much every game, regardless of who he faced. He's going to have anywhere. From- but you gotta, but you gotta, but you gotta look at Rondell Moore's production also when he was healthy. Look at all the touches he was getting. Um, he was getting the touches in the wide in the passing game, right. in the running game, right. in the in the in the special team. You know, uh, he's 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 back there making an impact on the return game, returning punts and all that kind of stuff. Right, man. If if you include kickoff and punt returns in your fantasy, absolutely, you know, absolutely. That's um, why that's why we 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 put the emphasis on all purpose. But, but I would I still me. Personally, I would I would go with number one. I mean, I mean, all purpose wide receiver would be out first. That's just that's okay. just my my opinion. All right, all right. Now you got two left. One got to go. One got to stay. The one that's got to go is the workhorse running back. Give me the dual threat quarterback all day <laughs> long. 
Listen, uh, Lamar Jackson, man. Listen, Lamar Jackson was my fantasy. Listen, man, fantasy. But what if it's not? What if it's not? What if it's not? What if it's not Lamar? Jackson? I mean, the Eric King. I mean, uh, 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 what if it's not the Eric King? I mean, I'm just saying. Listen, uh, oh, uh, uh, Hertz and oh, you. Listen, man. These get these what if guys. It's not Hertz? These guys are just like. <laughs> I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if it's what if it's what if it's Tyler Huntley from Utah? He's a dual threat quarterback. But it depends on that's just it depends on who it is. I don't want no Tyler Huntley. (laughs) It depends on who it is. You know, he could be a triple threat. I don't don't want want him. him. Yeah, they depend on that. If if it's if you're talking about Huntley, now listen, forget that. Give me the workhorse running back. (laughs) 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 But but listen, but listen, we're talking about we're talking about a, 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 a a king or something, man, or hurts or something like that. That's who I want because they're going to throw the touchdown passes, man. You get inside the 10, they're pretty much going to keep the ball and run it, you know, in. So they're going to do all the work. So Hurts uh, uh, mm-hmm. is a perfect example. You know, you look at Brooks and Sermon, man, they, they stuff them went way down with Hurts. And Hurts doing it all. He's getting everything. So, you know, right. when you look at that aspect of it, man, right. give me a quarterback like that. I'll take that. All right, man. Uh, let's, 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 let's look at another scenario. We got a quarterback with a decent running game, a running back with a decent passing game, or the number one wide receiver in an air raid offense. One got to go, one is staying. Which one is going out? Which which one is out the door first? Remember, this is a quarterback with a decent running game, a running back with a decent passing game, or a number one wide receiver in an air raid offense. Oh, my gosh, man. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the uh, running back with a decent passing game. Got to be out first. Okay. Um, what? Why you say that? Because if if, if you if I know you're a good running back, and I know this quarterback is is just okay, which is decent. Um, I think we have a better chance of stopping him than this 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 big time running back. Uh, we can we can pretty much just kind of okay, we're gonna make the quarterback beat us. We're gonna make sure we stop this running game, and I think it could be done. You know, like Ohio State when Ohio State beat Wisconsin, they mm-hmm. took they took Jonathan Taylor out because their passing game wasn't really, you know, <laughs> I mean it was just okay, but I mean it's just not, you know, nothing spectacular. So I think that's the perfect example. I I would have to go. They gotta go first. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, so which one out of this quarterback with a decent running game or number one wide receiver in an air raid offense, which one are you keeping? Which one is out of there? Uh, this situation, man, I'm going to go with the number one wide receiver is, is staying. And I think this is the same situation, man, with a, with a if you got a really good quarterback and you just got a decent running game, I think you can pretty much play. Uh, look at Washington State. Um, if you got good defenses, that good corners and 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 safeties out there, they, they can really play one on one and can shut down the wide receivers. I mean, like uh, the quarterback struggles a little bit, 
uh, I don't think Washington State's running game is is uh, all that bad. It's okay, just like what this said. It's decent, but if you stop they run and make they pass game, then they're gonna struggle. Give me the number one wide receiver, man. Give me uh, uh, Surratt. You know, give me. Uh, Warren Jackson, give me, you know what I'm saying, Mondale Moore, give me, you know, the, the number one receiver out there that's, that's pretty much going to guarantee to get the ball. They're looking for him every time they drop back the pass. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, man, I'm going to throw another one at you, man. A QB that's a mediocre passer, but he's the fastest guy on the field. A great, a great running back with a mediocre O-line. Oof. A great wide receiver that's the most targeted in the nation, but has a mediocre quarterback. <laughs> I don't want to nail one of them. <laughs> you got a mediocre passer, but the but the but the but the dude got wheels. <laughs> you got a, Mediocre O-line blocking for a great running back. <laughs> you got a mediocre quarterback peppering a great wide receiver. Oh, my God. I'm serious. I don't want to nail one up. Listen, though. If I had to, if I had to pick. <laughs> you got to pick. You got to pick for the sake of the show. You got to pick. Oh, man, I don't want that wide receiver. With a mediocre quarterback, <laughs> listen, it's got to go first. <laughs> got to go first. For number one. But he's the most targeted wide receiver Man, in the nation. Yeah, but the pass could be seven feet above his head. They could be, they could be five feet behind him. They could hit the ground two feet before it get to him. <laughs> he skip rocking passes. <laughs> Wide receiver, go, he's not gonna survive the season because he's gonna hang him out to dry. He's gonna have to jump up for some passes. He's gonna have to lean stretch out for some passes. He's gonna, hey, man, he gonna get ribs, ribs wide open. Wide open. He's not gonna survive, man. No, he got that's got to go first. All right. Um. Oh my gosh. Uh. Okay. The, the I think I think the quarterback. Uh. That's a mediocre passer, but the fastest guy on the field, he got to go next. Uh, I, I got to keep that running back with a mediocre O-line. This is why. If you look at it, like, if you've got a that running back is really good, man, like a Saquon Barkley with a, with a, with a mediocre, mediocre O-line, he's going to be able to steal with his athleticism uh, and, and skills. He's going to still be able to kind of wiggle and make some room for himself. He can find a little bitty crease, just a little bit, you be able to get through there and and, and make something make something happen. So, uh, as far as this, I know you can't throw the ball. This quarterback cannot throw the ball. He's relying on his wheels. Um, I got I got a spy back there. I got a couple guys back there looking at him, making sure uh, that they try to contain him, keep him in a pocket. Um, so, but here's the thing about here's the thing about that. That's De'Aaron King, though. But King can throw. De'Aaron King is a mediocre passer. 
But he's a better he's he's above average pass. Nah, he's about mean mediocre. I ain't seen some balls this year, man. On some crossing patterns, <laughs> some ducks. Some ducks. Some ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he done hit he done hit a he done hit a couple guys in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 he's better than mediocre. That's what I'm saying. He he's better than mediocre. He's, he's, he's better than mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he better than mediocre, man. Okay, okay man. I don't know, man. <laughs> You you went and picked up Dan Ellington earlier this year. This was Dan Ellington. <laughs> <laughs> Mediocre passer. Guess but the guy. Ellington, guess where Ellington is now? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. I'm with you with the running back with the mediocre offensive line because them cats can make moves. Can you saw moves. Uh, uh, David Montgomery do that right last year. You know, Iowa State, one of the worst offensive lines in the country, and David Montgomery was still celebrated in the in the fantasy community. Right. Oh, uh, you got a couple more guys like that, man, who has offensive lines that are just so so. Uh, but you know, guys still hold Cam Akers for one. Right, you know the, the the season that he had last year. You know, people didn't give up on him because he was such a great talent. Mm-hmm. But he is such a great talent, man. That is our show for the day. Had a lot of fun. Got to go rest my stomach from laughing so hard. <laughs> Orange has got to go get some medicine so he can stop sniffling. sniffling I know, man. He can stop sniffling in the mic, <laughs> clearing his throat in the mic. <laughs> Man, Y'all pray for him. Man, I got to go load up on these meds, man. I need them. I need them. Yeah, while well, he go drug himself up. Y'all pray for him so that next week, either sniffles and the coughs and the grunts is gone. <laughs> so. Oh, man, we thank everybody for your support, for your uh, your DMs and, you know, your encouragement. Yes, sir. Uh, remember, like, share, follow, whatever you do on these social platforms. Uh, tell your friends about us. Listen, we're, uh, again, we're happy to, to do another episode of this. Uh, hit us up, uh, email us, DM us, or whatever, uh, at CFF Nation. That's the Sooner Nation handle for the, uh, that is the Sooner Nation Sooner Nation College Fantasy Football Twitter account handle. I'm going to get that out. I'm tired. It's been a really long day. Yeah. You understand. Yeah. That's it for us. We are out of here. Peace.